This is the Howell Creek Radio Address for Saturday, June 15th, 2013. I'm Joel Duick. metaphor these days, a new way of looking at life, at least when I'm feeling lazy and dualistic. Numbers and words. Words and numbers. Everything falls on one side or the other. I remember being seven years old doing my math homework at the kitchen table in our cramped little duplex in Minneapolis. The year we moved out of the Ottawa National Forest and into the big city was the same year I was forced into the world of numbers. Go figure. So here I am, seven years old, looking at my workbook. It says six plus six, and there's a line underneath with a spot for me to write in the answer. I think, I know this one. I remember seeing the same problem before. I look out the window, out into space, and think about everything else in the whole world for about half an hour in little kid time. And mom says, Joel, do your math. And I look back at the page, and it still says 6 plus 6. I know this one, I think. Now I'm an office manager. I run payroll, cut checks, send out statements. I'm basically a janitor for numbers, sweeping them around, cleaning them up, dumping them into the correct bins. If anyone had told me, when I was a pre-adolescent, that one day I'd get to be the guy who types all the numbers in the right places and files all the papers in the right filing cabinets? Well, I don't know what I would have thought. I might have taken drastic, evasive action. I still think about taking drastic, evasive action. Although I think that may be a normal reaction to being told what your fate will be, no matter what that is. But there we are, numbers. I'm at this job because the owners need someone to organize their numbers. And just like everyone else, I need someone to give me numbers so I can take them home and then spend more time organizing my own little pile of numbers. There's a story by Ray Bradbury called The Long Rain about a trio of astronauts who crash land on Venus where it never ceases to rain. The story opens, quote, The rain continued. It was a hard rain, a perpetual rain, a sweating and steaming rain. It was a mizzle, a downpour, a fountain, a whipping at the eyes, an undertow at the ankles. It was a rain to drown all rains and the memory of rains. It came by the pound and the ton. It hacked at the jungle and cut the trees like scissors and shaved the grass and tunneled the soil and bolted the bushes. It shrank men's hands into the hands of wrinkled apes. It rained a solid glassy rain and it never stopped." After days of walking in the drenching rain, searching for a place called the Sun Dome, where they can find relief, they start to battle with insanity. Humans just aren't built psychologically to live under a non-stop downpour of water. If they are unable to find shelter in time, they go deaf, they lose feeling in their face and hands, and finally losing their minds, they tilt their heads back and just let the water run down their nose and mouth and drown themselves. That's what numbers feel like to me. 
numbers are the incessant rain in my work life and my home life. Vendor accounts, check runs, tenant statements, wire transfers, payroll deductions, checkbooks, service agreements, rent rolls, late fees, mortgage payments, monthly, quarterly, and annual tax returns, and spreadsheets, spreadsheets, spreadsheets. Endless columns of numbers falling down on your head, totaling up and running off into other columns, forming streams, rivers, and lakes of numbers. The analogy works pretty much any way you look at it. Like raindrops, numbers aren't distinct from each other. The more of them are falling on your head, the harder it is to think. Even the word number, taken literally, seems to indicate a thing which causes numbness. So any time I get a taste of thinking in terms of words... I feel as though the sun has broken through and is shining on my rain-bleached face. At work, any time a task crosses my desk that involves words as opposed to numbers, I drop everything I'm doing, no matter how urgent, for this word-centered task, no matter how mundane. I need this PDF converted into a Word document, someone says, an utterly mundane task, but to me, oh, it is the nearest thing to being actually paid to create art. People applaud my flexibility, but I know it is just selfishness. I'm supposed to be out mopping numbers in the rain, and I'm just grateful for a chance to get out of it for a while. Even if I did nothing but tinker with hyphenation and line heights all day long, I would be playing in the sunshine because words, if numbers are rain, words are silver sunlight fringing the clouds in a blue sky, or an orange-red sunset falling on the white and yellow birch trees. Look up at the trees. See how the wind blows through them. Look at the albino squirrel digging up our red begonias in the backyard. Hear the sound of your cup as you set it down on the wooden desk. If you're good with numbers, you'll be able to tell how these things got here. You'll know whether there will likely be more or fewer of them in four years. Or if you'll even be here to see them. Perhaps you'll move, and all of your surroundings will change purely because of what the numbers are telling you. But words give you the experience of things the way they really are, right now, in this moment without any other end in mind to distract you. Numbers and words are my yin and yang, my law and grace. Numbers are Moses beating you on the head with the commandments, weighing you and finding you wanting. Words are Jesus Christ, who happens to go by the nickname of Logos, or Word, calling you by name and inviting you in to eat. Numbers are cities, machines, the concrete jungle, deeply interlocked systems and patterns, designed to prioritize safety over soul. Words are a cabin in the mountains near a fault line in the Earth's crust. Words by Dana Joya The world does not need words. It articulates itself in sunlight, leaves, and shadows. The stones on the path are no less real for lying uncatalogued and uncounted. The fluent leaves speak only the dialect of pure being. The kiss 
is still fully itself, though no words were spoken. And one word transforms it into something less or other, illicit, chaste, perfunctory, conjugal, covert. Even calling it a kiss betrays the fluster of hands, glancing the skin or gripping a shoulder, the slow arching of neck or knee, the silent touching of tongues. Yet the stones remain less real to those who cannot name them, or read the mute syllables graven in silica. To see a red stone is less than seeing it as jasper, metamorphic quartz, cousin to the flint the Kioa carved as arrowheads. To name is to know and remember. The sunlight needs no praise piercing the rain clouds, painting the rocks and leaves with light, then dissolving each lucent droplet back into the cloud that engendered it. The daylight needs no praise, and so we praise it always, greater than ourselves and all the airy words we summon. Thanks for listening to Howell Creek Radio. I'm Joel Duick. That story about me doing my math when I was seven, I apologize if you've heard it on this podcast before. Trixie and I are both almost positive I've used it already, and yet I couldn't seem to find it in any of my past episodes. And when I asked on Twitter and Facebook, no one remembered hearing it. But just watch, someone will find it now. I blame the lapse on the numbers. I realize I've been especially unkind to numbers here, and that some people just love swimming in numbers. Statisticians, born accountants, and financial analysts, I can appreciate you people. I'm just very unlike you in that respect. Again, the poem at the end there is Words by Dana Joya. The sound of the rain was recorded on my iPhone on my front porch today. You can find notes, music, and photos for this episode and five years' worth of other episodes at HowellCreekRadio.com. Stay dry. I am looking for the thing in itself Not healing but health The other not self Lover held